Welcome back to the Weekend News Bulletin. My name is Trey Harris, and thank you for joining me this evening. Let's get right into this. We will come over here. And I will actually make sure you guys can see this. All right. This is our first story, and this is from The Hill. Supreme Court denies Johnson & Johnson bid to void $2 billion talc verdict. The Supreme Court on Tuesday turned down an appeal by Johnson & Johnson to void a $2 billion judgment for women who claimed the company's talc-based products caused ovarian cancer. The move came in an unsigned order and leaves intact a Missouri State Court verdict against the multinational giant. Justices Samuel Alito and Brett Kavanaugh took no part in the consideration of the petition. The hefty verdict was the culmination of numerous U.S. lawsuits brought by women who claimed that Johnson & Johnson products contained asbestos and other carcinogens that the company and that the company ignored the health risks. Johnson & Johnson in May 2020 stopped using talc in its baby powder, but the company disputes that its product caused cancer. The initial verdict was $4.7 billion, but a Missouri appellate court dropped two women from the suit, leaving 20 plaintiffs and lowering the award to just over $2 billion. The company appealed to the Supreme Court in March... Alito and Kavanaugh did not explain their reasons for recusing. According to the Associated Press, the rationale may have been driven by Alito's ownership of between $15,000 to $50,000 in Johnson & Johnson stock, as well as Kavanaugh's father's previous role lobbying against labeling talc a carcinogen. Isn't that interesting? So I guess that would explain... Why we have all right, let me put it this way, and keep in mind this is this is absolutely my opinion here, but could this be why we are getting to the point where, despite the health risks with their latest and greatest medical achievement it gets put on the market a few days after it was stopped and is continuing to be placed in people's bodies that unfortunately they don't do their own research and I think many of you know where I'm getting at with that so we'll leave that there but it's just a thought that we have a judge who has um, quite a bit of stock in this company so, um, and as you'll see, this will be a theme that will keep going on throughout the day. So we're going to move on from that story. And we're going to go to this one. Speaking of which, the research suggests mild C-19 illness leaves behind lasting antibody protection. All right, let's make this full screen again for you guys. Research 
People who had mild C-19 have long-lasting antibody protection. According to a study by researchers from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, scientists found that the individuals who have recovered from a mild case of C-19 have long-lived plasma cells in their bone marrow that secretes low levels of antibodies against the CCP virus. For a possible, for possibly a lifetime, plasma cells are a type of white blood cell developed from B cells and originate from the bone marrow. They are responsible for producing and secreting antibodies to a specific antigen. Quote, last fall, there were reports that the antibodies wane quickly after an infection with the virus that causes C-19 and mainstream media interpreted that to mean that immunity was not long lived said Ali Elabedi, senior author of the study and associate professor of pathology and immunology at Washington University. Quote, but that's a misinterpretation of the data. It's normal for antibody levels to go down after acute infection, but they do not go down to zero. They plateau. Here we found producing cells in people 11 months after the symptoms. These cells will live and produce antibodies for the rest of people's lives. That's strong evidence for long-lasting immunity, he added. Isn't that interesting? All right. Now, once again, if you have been keeping up with what's been going on with the medical achievements of what they are trying to put in people's bodies that go with this, you'll know that one of the reasons that they needed to rush this out was because there was no evidence that they could find that there would be any long-lasting antibodies. So people needed to gear up and be ready so that way we could, quote, get back to normal. Now, what we've seen in this study, and by the way, if you go to the article, so if you come over here, here's what happens. You, I'm right here, and I believe it links you with a PDF of the study. So feel free to read this. Study it for yourselves. Look at that. Long-living bone marrow. There you go. You can't ask for anything better than that, can you? All right. So, also, here's something interesting. One more reason to read that study. Israel sees probable link between the Pfizer jab and rare myocarditis cases. So, this is from Jerusalem. Israel's health ministry said on June 1st it had found the small number of heart inflammation cases observed mainly in young men who received the Pfizer jab in Israel were likely linked to their jab. Pfizer had said it hasn't observed a higher rate of the condition known as myocarditis that would normally be expected in the general population. In Israel, 275 cases of myocarditis were reported between December 2020 and May 2021 among more than 5 million (laughs) almost slipped up more than 5 million jabbed people. 
The ministry said in disclosing the findings of the study it commissioned to examine the matter. Most patients who experienced heart inflammation spent no more than four days in the hospital, and 95% of the cases were classified as mild, according to the study, which the ministry said was conducted by three teams of experts. The study found, quote, there's a probable link between receiving the second dose and the appearance of myocarditis among men aged 16 to 30. That's 16? Wow. Here's the real question is, what are the long-term health effects from something like this? Simple Simple answer is, nobody knows for sure. But now we're seeing that you'll have lifelong antibodies. So my question is, what's what's the need here? Just seems like a way to, it, it, at the very least, and this is the optimistic view, it seems like a cheap cash cow. Cheap, not financial-wise, but cheap as far as like a low blow. According to the findings, such a link was observed more among men aged 16 to 19 than other age groups. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Goes on to talk about some more of that, but I just thought that was an interesting article that fit that. So, ah, now we get to the man behind it all. All right, this is also from the Epoch Times. Trump endorses Texas Governor Greg Abbott for re-election. Former President Donald Trump on Tuesday issued a statement to endorse Texas Governor Greg Abbott for re-election, praising the governor for his policies on the U.S. southern border, the Second Amendment, and election integrity. I do got to give the man props for the Second Amendment, making um, making it to where now you can constitutional you, there's a constitutional carry law in Texas. So I do want to say kudos to Governor Abbott for that. Quote, Greg Abbott is a fighter and a great governor for the incredible people of Texas. The former president said in a statement circulated by his Save America Political Action Committee, quote, no governor has done more to secure the border and keep our community safe than Governor Abbott. Greg is a staunch defender of the Second Amendment and has made Texas a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Texas has become a job-creating machine And our partnership helped restore America's economic power and success. Greg is also very tough on crime, fully supports the brave men and women of law enforcement, and is all in on election integrity. Governor Greg Abbott will continue to be a great leader for the Lone Star State and has my complete and total endorsement for re-election, and he will never let you down. In response, Abbott has expressed appreciation over Trump's endorsement, saying the former president is a, quote, great friend of Texas. He goes on to say, I am proud of the work we have done together to secure our border, bring more jobs to Texas, and protect the freedoms that make America and Texas great. And we are just getting started. I thank President Trump for his leadership, and I will continue to fight for the values that make that make Texas the greatest state in America, Abbott said in a statement on Tuesday. All right, let me get that out of the way. 
If you have not seen it, um, please check out our video that we did, and it's a very short video. It's under 15 minutes long. Now, what we did was when Governor Abbott signed his abortion heartbeat bill, we took a look at one of the odd things he said now. This was actually reported from the Epic Times. And one of the things that Governor Abbott said was that he he when he signed the bill he said our creators endowed us with the right to life now he made the word creators plural and so what we did was we ventured down the rabbit hole and I'm not saying any of this is true I'm just saying this was the first place my mind went to down the rabbit hole of panspermia now what I found interesting about that was And I'm having a hard time articulating it now. But what was interesting about that is this is coming up during the time of all this disclosure that's supposed to be coming from the U.S. government, which is exactly why my mind went to that place in the first place. So if you haven't checked that out, it's one of the things that makes me want to keep an eye on things going on in Texas. And I recommend you do the same thing, such as things like this. And this was one of the things we mentioned while we were doing that. Now, um, before we do that, though, one of the things I just want to show is it's kind of the flip-flopping. For all I know, this could be, this could just be a man learning the data. I try to look at things from a bright side if I can, but unfortunately, I don't always think the bright side of things is what ends up being the actual side of things. Give me just a second, guys. I lost my... There we go. Let's try it now. There we go. All right. I got it back. Sorry about that. All right. So we know back in July of 2020 that Governor Abbott ordered a statewide mask mandate for the state of Texas. Now, what I find interesting about this was, and I'll admit, I didn't keep an eye on a whole lot of what was going on in politics as far as with this. I was mostly trying to figure out, um, I wasn't paying attention to the political side of things that were going on in 2020. I was more looking at what was going on on the ground level with buildings burning down, etc., etc. But so this is what's interesting is, and let's read it. Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order. So this was today. So this was this was June, July, July second, twenty twenty. So he issued an executive order requiring all Texans to wear a face covering over the nose and mouth in public spaces in counties with more with twenty or more positive. COVID-19 cases, with few exceptions. The governor also issued a proclamation giving mayors and county judges the ability to impose restrictions on some outdoor gatherings of more than 10 people and making it mandatory that with certain exceptions, people cannot be in groups larger than 10 
and must maintain six feet of social distancing. So we already know a lot of what was going on, but what I found interesting about it was this was just this year. So not even a year later, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order Tuesday prohibiting government entities in the state, including public schools, from requiring masks. The big picture, about 30% of Texans have been fully vaccinated against, you know, but the vast majority of children are not, the Texas Tribune reports. So here's what's interesting about this is, and maybe this is just me, so leave a comment below and let me know what you guys think, but it seems a little wishy-washy, and I've looked at some of the media companies that are in Texas and one of the one of the things they all at this at this one particular company say when they talk about these things is they say it's always funny the the governor would come out and say yeah we're ending the mass mandate and we're going to make sure that you know you know that that the state can't infringe on it and they're always like but weren't you the one that put it into effect in the first place so um there's at least some texans that are not fooled by that at all anyway love to know what you guys think about it does it wishy-washy or is it just me um so but this is another thing that i find absolutely odd about what's going on GOP is canceling conservatives and caving to gays, says pro-family, former drag queen. So this is Kevin Witt, and this is from LifeSiteNews.com. So interesting. They've been permanently banned on YouTube. That makes me, uh, that makes me think that, uh, you know, they're, they're a reliable source. A former transsexual drag queen who has risen to be one of the nation's most outspoken critics against drag queen story times in public libraries, pediatric gender transitioning, and the so-called Equality Act reveals that the Republican Party is canceling conservatives like him in order to virtue signal to gays and to the political left. Kevin Witt was unceremoniously fired from his job as a field organizer for the Texas GOP after he posted a video on Instagram which showed that he had been present outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Witt did not enter the Capitol. He simply captured on video what was going on outside the building. His experience closely resembles that of... Mark Hodges, an Orthodox priest, I guess the FR's father, Father Mark Hodges, an Orthodox priest who was likewise suspended from his position for having attended the same rally. Local and national news media from the Associated Press to Newsweek to U.S. News and World Report quickly picked up on the story, which demonstrates what Witt refers to as the Republican Party's willingness to cancel Quote, cancel conservatives. In a new video interview with LifeSite News, Jim, News Jim Hale would explained that he has been a target of a growing coalition of homosexuals within the Republican Party, known as the Log Cabin Republicans, because he has testified against their presence several times over the last three years, asserting that the GOP is, quote, the GOP, quote, is not a party, of identity politics like the left is, end quote. Quote, for sharing that and for going against the log cabin Republicans, 
but also for sharing my testimony in general. I've already been canceled by the left so many times, but I never in a million years thought that I would be canceled by conservatives by my own party where I have voted Republican. I was even working for the Republican Party of Texas as a staffer. I was a field organizer, end quote. He goes on to say, do I think I would be more accepted as an openly gay male in the Republican Party that as a former homosexual transsexual in the Republican Party, Witt asked? Absolutely, I do. The most marginalized group of people in this country are not black people. They're not gay people. They're not Asian people. They are the former homosexuals because nobody knows how to take us, declared Witt. We shattered the LGBT activist narrative that is people are just born gay, and that is just not true, he said. The Republican Party is virtue signaling. Witt points out that many of the MAGA rallies which were held last fall in support of President Trump were sponsored and headlined by homosexual Trump reporters, including drag queen Lady MAGA, Scott Pressler, and Brandon Straka, founder of the Walk Away Movement. Quote, Do you think one time within the MAGA movement they ever asked a former homosexual, and there are quite a few of us, to come speak on any of those stages, asked Witt? No, they did not. He explained, They know that if they asked one of us to come speak, it would shatter their narrative, and it might make Republicans look homophobic, bigoted, or whatever. But as conservatives, as a group of people that say that they're Christian, Witt said, they should be platforming former homosexuals, former transsexuals, and former drag queens. One of the organizers for the Jericho March was an openly gay man, noted Witt, shaking his head in disbelief. All of this is to say that the Republican movement is participating in cancel culture, and they are trying to virtue signal to the left, and it's really, really really sad so and the reason that I wanted to show all this is because you know there's rumors of the former president making another run in 2024 there is Basically, it all goes down to making America great again. And the only way that we can do that is by preaching God's word, presenting the gospel to people, and making sure that people have a clear understanding of the law of God and everything it says, regardless of what groups, what identity politics it seems to quote, marginalize, the point of the the simple fact of the matter is the Bible does not discriminate. The Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons, and everybody is welcome into the saving grace of Jesus Christ, but first one must repent of their sins, acknowledge that they are a sinner, repent of that, trust in the finished work of the cross by Jesus Christ and keep his commandments. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so that's really that's really what the gist of that comes down to as far as with 
with that. You know, we've got we've got patriots, truly patriotic people throughout this country. Now, but we've also got to be, I guess I would say, to be a true patriot, we have to understand this nation's founding. And I'm talking pre-1776. We're talking about people, a group of people, believers, who came here seeking asylum for religious freedom to practice their faith in the way that they saw fit, focusing it solely on the Bible, not to not be infringed by the government, saying this is the way that you need to worship, which, by the way, is happening now. If you're not familiar with the 501c3 church, one of the things that they can do now is tell you that you have to appoint pastors of certain sexual orientation and certain other things. I mean, they can step in at all the t- at, at any time and say, hey, you need to do this or we will revoke your 501c3 nonprofit tax-exempt status. So... I really don't know how else we can put it is really to be a true patriot, to really truly respect this nation's founding, its true founding, pre-1776, pre-Masonic influence, pre-Illuminati corruption. We must first get back To what this word says, because whether you whether anybody likes it or not, this is the book that this nation was founded on. The freedoms that are written in our Constitution are based off of ideas that come out of this book. Was everybody that helped write the Constitution a Christian? Absolutely not. But there is a lot of Christian ideology that made its way into the Constitution. And people can feel free to agree or to disagree to that. But one of the things that the Constitution gave us the, the, the honor of doing is the freedom to exercise our religion, and Congress cannot infringe on that right. All right. Let's go on to the next story because it really ties into this as well. And this is what... We have now. So this is from Blaze Media. And as you know, Pride Month has started, and Drag Queen on Blue's Clues sings to kids about, quote, two daddies, quote, two mommies, and trans non binary pan family members for Pride Month. Children show Blue's Clues and You released an LGBTQ-themed video on its YouTube channel showing an animated drag queen singing to kids about two daddies, two mommies, as well as trans, non-binary, and pan family members to mark the start of Pride Month. What are the details? The drag queen in the video is an animated version of a real-life drag queen, Nina West, whom today called a beloved RuPaul's Drag Race contestant from Season 11? I have no idea what that is. West character leads young viewers in a song about a, quote, pride parade to tune to the tune of the ants go marching 
and shows different groups of animals in a parade waving rainbow flags. The lyrics also include other LGBTQ buzzwords such as ace, which stands for asexual, as well as queer, bi, pan, allies, and kings and queens. Quote, hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. West character begins. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. And, you know, I'm not going to read that. And I've actually seen the clip. And quite frankly, it's cringeworthy. Absolutely. Absolutely cringeworthy. Um... And, well, let's just get into what does the Bible say about pride. The book of Proverbs says that pride cometh before destruction. We know the Bible has a lot to say about destruction. But the book of Proverbs specifically says that pride cometh before destruction. And I will see if... I will find that scripture real quick so I can read it. All right. Um... All right, I actually can't find it right now, but it is, let's see. I guess we could just do it like this, can't we? This would be a lot easier. Well, there we go. Proverbs sixteen eighteen and the KJV says this. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, to anybody that li- listens to this that might be participating in Pride Month, whether as one who is proud of being in this community or even if you're not in the community but are proud of the community... I would urge you, regardless of what you're proud of, any type of pride goeth before destruction. And I, as a believer in Jesus Christ, have to warn you, I do not want to see anybody be destroyed. And I have to ask, please prayerfully consider repenting of your sin, of pride, and giving your heart over to Jesus Christ so that you can know true joy, true happiness, and true belonging in the greatest community of all. And yes, I realize people have given followers of Jesus Christ a bad name because they're so judgmental. Some people genuinely are judgmental. Some people genuinely are hateful. I don't think they mean to be necessarily, but they they, they can be. But understand, don't base that off of what you see. Pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. It's so much better, so much better then you have been told, I can promise you that. So this is an interesting story. 
This is from Not the Bee. Spain's Postal Service put out skin-colored, quote, equality stamps, but the dark ones are worth way less than the white ones, than the light ones. Yep, the Spanish Postal Service actually thought it was a good idea on the anniversary of George Floyd's death, which is now um, to release these equality stamps which hold less value the darker they get. I'm not kidding. The lighter ones are more, more are worth more than the darker ones. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And you can see if, let me make sure it's still on screen for you guys. Yes. So you can see right here that we have, um, we have the darkest one is valued at zero uh, seventy pounds, zero eighty pounds, one fifty pounds, and one sixty pounds. I'm guessing that's what it. I'm not really good with with euros. I guess that's what it is. I think that's what that sign means is euros. Um, this is dude. The article says, dude, I don't know who thought it was a good idea, but that person needs to be fired. Stat. You know what? Even all, even. All the other people, fire them too, because this is beyond stupid. And honestly, this is kind of where the world currently stands with the whole critical race hoopla, critical race theory hoopla, because nobody really knows how to please the race hustlers. And honestly, when your definition of racism is things people do that are racist, you're going to confuse a lot of people. So it looks like the Spanish are just about as confused as I am when it comes to racial inequality, though I think I'd have made all the stamps the same price just to make a point. But that's just me, the writer of the article says. So I wanted to share this story because this is everything that is wrong in the world today, I think stems from problems like this. The world wants there to be equality, but at the same time wants to judge somebody based on the way they look, and that's stupid. I don't. I really don't know what they. That idea is stupid because number one, the Bible tells us that God doesn't look on the outward appearance, but looks on what's in the heart. It goes back to God not being a respecter of persons. You know, whatever happened to the song, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. And by the way, the church, the church, there's sects of the church that propagate this crap. So, it's just one more crazy thing we can add to what is going on in the world, including this right here, another Not the Bee article. Using seasonal terms like summer and winter is now evil, you bigots. Laura Hogan, don't know who that is, says a teeny tiny inclusive language thing I've tried to get better at this past year is avoiding Northern Hemisphere specific seasonal language. Like instead of this summer, I might say the months I mean or Q3 because it might be that season for me, but not that season for everybody. Are you looking forward to white boy summer? The article says, if so, you're the greatest fascist this world has probably ever seen. 
That's right. If you use the term summer for your hemisphere's current season, it may exclude and offend someone in the other hemisphere who is experiencing winter. To be more inclusive, we must sterilize the evil beauty of language and refer to everything in business terms. And for maximum inclusivity, a bigoted term like white boy summer should be changed to Q3 of the non-binary individual of unspecified ethnicity. I'm really actually really glad that the writer of that article put that in there because once you take it to its logical conclusion, you realize how idiotic it sounds. My goodness, what is happening to the world? Article continues, it says, Go out there and enjoy your Q3 vacation, but maybe don't refer to it as vacation since not everyone will get to take time off and that might offend someone. And if you meet someone special on... A hot Q3 night before the leaves of Q4 fall and turn into the Q1 of our discontent. Make sure to woo them with the depths of historic poetry. Shall I compare thee to a mid-Q3 day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of month five, and Q3's lease hath all too short a date. Now, if you're not familiar with Not the Bee, and I think we said this in in our apostate report from last week because we used a Not the Bee article. But here's the thing about Not the Bee. Not the Bee was started by the same people that started the Babylon Bee. And whereas the Babylon Bee is a humor-based, well, it's a satire site, so everything is humor-based. The Not the Bee website is also humor-based, but is not satire. It's news so crazy you would think it's satire, but it's not. And I can't even get through these articles and laugh because it's just so sad where the world has come to. You can't say summer and winter. Jesus, please help them. That's all I know to say. Jesus, please, please wake these people up and help us do whatever we have to do to wake them up. However miserable they are in their existence to where they feel like this is the good they need to do in the world, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that you will send somebody to wake these people up and get them to dig into your word so they can truly see how wonderful the world around them can be when they experience your love. Not the way that the modern mainstream apostate church says, but your real and actual love, Father. That's our next article here. All right. Now this next one, hopefully, now this next one actually is funny, and this this gives me hope, and I hope you guys all enjoy this article as well. This was great. Also from Not the Bee. Clarence Thomas responded to a TMZ reporter that jumped him with the most contagious laugh of all time. Now let's come down here, and let's see it so you guys 
should be able to hear this. All right. Let's do this. He, he has a chance. He, I'm just I, a civil servant. I know he. Lance, 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 either Lance, either retired. He, he got to be looking for some some work a little bit. No, but you're a funny guy. What do you What do you do? You just sort of stand around and photobomb people. No, no, I'm calling with TMZ. I know you. I'm just giving you hard. Okay, time. man. We love your work, though, man. You crack me up. Did you go to NYU? No, my sister did. Great yeah. school. Was you in law school there? No, she did. Um, she's a, she's a actually she did journalism also. Yeah, but it's she a wonderful just, school. Yeah. So you go around bothering people? <laughs> no, no. Actually, we we find interesting people. <laughs> where did you have to? Where did you have to eat? I know you're no, like no, steak no, dinner. No. no, no, no. Come on, man. Come on. He, he has a chance. He, I'm just a civil servant. I know he. Lance, 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 either Lance, either retired. He, he got to be looking for some some work a little bit. No, but you're a funny guy. What do you What do you do? You just sort of stand around and photobomb people. No, no, I'm calling with TMZ. I know you. I'm just giving you hard. Okay, time. man. We love your work, though, man. You crack me up. Did you go to NYU? No, my sister did. Great school. Was you in law school there? No, she did. Um, she's a she's a. I think it's repeating itself, but I hope that made you laugh as much as it made me laugh because that is absolutely hilarious. We need more people like Clarence Thomas in civil servitude. That is just absolutely incredible. (laughs) Ah, What an approachable guy. That's great. All right, so now we're getting back into the fringe. And this these are the last two articles we're going to end on because we are coming up on 41 minutes. And uh, it's from the Epic Times again. Radar footage of nine UFOs swarming U.S. Navy ship confirmed true by the Pentagon. A video showing at least nine UFOs swarming a U.S. warship has been confirmed to be authentic by the Pentagon after the footage was made public by a UFO expert. Quote, I can confirm that the video you sent was taken by naval personnel and that the UAPTF, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, included it in their ongoing examinations. A Pentagon spokesperson told an NBC correspondent. Now, here's a tweet from Jeremy Corbell. It says, 2019 U.S. Navy warships were swarmed by UFOs. Here's the radar footage that shows that filmed in the Combat Information Center of the USS Omaha, July 15, 2019. This is a corroborative electro-optic data demonstrating a significant UFO event. Series in a warning area off San Diego. So let's see what it's. Well, Steve, if you can write a general lat long where we're at, yes, and then uh, the number of contacts you got, you can force the speed leaders off them. You know what I mean? In relative position to us, the bearings might be helpful too. Eyes up. Eyes up. I don't know about you guys, but I actually can't see it. Maintain track the best you can. Track 781 just sped up to 46 knots, 50 knots, closing in. Oh, actually 38 knots, holy shit, that's fast. That, that one's pretty out. much perfectly zero, zero, zero relative, right? Yeah. 263 at 3 miles, 55 knots, speed. OD, if you can write a general lat long where we're at. All right, now look over here, because this... 
this person hit the nail on the head. Lies designed to distract. That's all it is. The ship was in a warning area off the coast of San Diego, California on July 15, 2019, reported investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell, who released the video on May 27th. The video was filmed in the Combat Information Center of the USS Omaha by the Visual Intelligence Personnel Team, according to Corbell. Now, personally, this is just me. And once again, let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Um... I just don't think that video shows anything. I just think where it's one more thing the government's trying to set us all up for. Now, keep in mind, um, there was a quote by Ronald Reagan back in the day that said that an attack from extraterrestrials would be a unifying event for humanity. And I'm going to see if I can find that quote real quick because I want you to see it. It is... Odd to say the least. Let's see. In our obsession with the antagonisms of the moment, Whoops. All right. Yep. So here we go. So the guys, they've been they've been planning for this. They've been planning this for a long time. And this is what Ronald Reagan said on this. And this was Let's see. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? Yeah, interesting that that was a speech that took place at the United Nations. So, guys, this is just... They've been planning this for a long time, so... If you've got family members that you think are going to fall for this, and let's see. So, let's head over here. Many of you, I know, are already subscribers here, but for those of you who are not, I want to show you something. So, come here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to come down. Right here. I want you guys to see this. Now you see TV. Just last week on the Midnight Ride. Did Alien Disclosure or Great Deception. If you have not seen that. Please go watch it. And they have so much more. 
on their website. If you head over to their website, if you are not already a member of their website, please head over there. Go ahead and sign up and use the promo code CCR, all caps, CCR, to get your first month free and try it out. See how you like it. They have so many great, great videos, original documentaries. They've got stuff on UFOs and aliens and all of that up here for you guys to check out. So don't please use that promo code CCR, all caps, CCR and look at all this stuff they got and so you can come up here and just type in Just type in UFO and see what pops up. Oh, we've got midnight ride We've got that we've got uh, the cutting edge with uh, Dan Badondi Uh being a guest host on there, we've got UFOs, UFO aliens, and God, Nephilim bones, chariots of Elohim, ancient watchers, you name it, space invaders, the sons of God, and the Antichrist. Uh, we've got ancient aliens, um, which I believe is where they were talking about this. Um, it's not the actual show, if I remember correctly. But they've got Ancient Watchers. They've got so many things up here. So go check that out. Um, a lot of this stuff you can watch for free. But there is premium content that you can watch. So please use our promo code. It helps our channel out. And it'll get you your first month free. That's all caps CCR. And that will be in the description. Just so you guys can see it. So this is our last story of the night from the Epic Times. U.S. Intel reports on UFOs. No evidence of aliens, but whatever or whoever they are, they're still out there. U.S. intelligence is after them, but its upcoming report won't deliver any full or final truth about UFOs. <gasps> Gasp, no. The tantalizing prospect of top government intel finally weighing in after decades of conspiracy theories, TV shows, movies, and winking jokes by presidents will instead yield a more mundane reality that's not likely to change many minds on any side of the issue. Investigators have found no evidence that the sightings are linked to aliens, but can't deny a, but can't deny a link either. Two officials briefed on the report due to Congress later this month say the U.S. government cannot give a definitive explanation of aerial phenomena spotted by military pilots. You mean that the disclosure that we're going to get is going to be a non-answer from the U.S. government? I'm shocked. But not really. The report also doesn't rule out what the pilots may have... What the pilots have seen maybe new technologies developed by other countries. One of the officials said there is no indication that the unexplained phenomena are from secret U.S. programs. The officials were not authorized to discuss the information publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. Findings of the report were first published by the New York Times. Well, if the New York Times published it, you can bet on it because they're not fake news. The report examines multiple unexplained sightings from years that in some cases have been captured on video of pilots exclaiming about objects flying in front of them. 
Congress in December required the Director of National Intelligence to summarize and report on the U.S. government's knowledge of unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs, better known to the public as unidentified flying objects or UFOs. The effort has included a Defense Department UAP task force established last year. The expected public release of an unclassified version of the report this month will amount to a status report, not the final word, according to one official. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is, this is the bottom line, and this is why I shared this article. Everything we have talked about in tonight's news bulletin has one thing in common. It's all tied to some form of spiritual warfare. Now, when we're dealing with these things, keep in mind whether it's the drag queen issue or whether it's these politicians that speak one way um, in front of their constituents and then the party is acting another way or whether it's with UFOs or anything like that. All of it comes down to the fact that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And let's read that verse. So let's head over to Ephesians. This is, we're going to start in verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds and therein I make I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that ye also may know that my affairs and how I do Tychicus, a beloved brother and a faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. I appreciate you guys sticking with me through this news bulletin. We will see you guys tomorrow night on the main podcast, Like an Unto Moses. Unless something changes between now and then, we will be looking at the confrontation and expanding on what we talked about previously with the confrontation of Jesus 
Nicodemus, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The video uploads on time. The internet out here is wonky, so we'll see how it goes. But thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And please keep Course Correction Radio in your prayers, as I will keep all of you in my prayers. We'll see you next time on the Weekend News Bulletin. Take care.